So as you know, we've been working through the catechism a little bit, and today we've combined a couple of the questions, question 9 and question 10. And I'm not necessarily going to go through each one of the commandments individually, though I will probably make some reference to them. And I think that it's, again, it's important to remember this. Jesus talked about what are the, you know, what are the greatest commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so those two encapsulate these Ten Commandments. And it's also good to remember that these commandments were given as a gift to a people who had been brought together by God. These were God's chosen people, and God said, you are my chosen people, and I want to give you these as a gift because these will encourage the flourishing of the community. These will encourage the flourishing of the community. These will help you be in relationship with one another and with me because I'm inviting you, I'm inviting you into this amazing relationship. And I know that you, because I created you, (laughs) I know that you need reminders about what is important. Human beings have an incredible propensity to forget what's important. Just think about your own life. How many times have you let what was urgent get in the way of what was truly important? Perhaps you had a deadline at work and so you were pushing for that deadline and pushing for that deadline and someone who was in your charge, they just weren't, for whatever reason, they, they weren't producing the work that needed to be done on time. And so you were just on top of them every single minute, you know, we got to get this done, we got to get this done, we got to get this done, because it's an urgent thing. And later you find out that the reason why they weren't able to produce the work was because something else was holding them back from that. Maybe they just received a diagnosis. Maybe a child was sick. Maybe something was going on. And so the urgency of this deadline took over the precedent of actually having a sense of what's going on with this person, which seems to me to be a little more important. We have a great propensity to forget what is important and to attend to what we think is urgent. And these things that we carry around with us are telling us all the time what is urgent. We have reminders, we have dingers, we have buzzers, we have noties, which are shorthand ways of saying notification. That's probably an old way of saying it. That was six years ago when some cousins were talking about all the noties they were getting about their Instagram posts, whatever. I don't keep up with all that, thank God. But, but I just think it's interesting that we have these things in our pockets now that remind us about what is urgent. And they are designed, as my wife so clearly reminded me of yesterday, as she had gone to YouTube to find something, and half an hour later, she was like, This is a black hole! Because she now was watching all of these different videos that popped up, right? Boy, that next video was sure urgent, wasn't it? Because it was coming and it, it wanted your attention. And so, I mean, God understands this. 
And so in that Deuteronomy passage, right, God says, you know, teach these precepts to your children. Write it on your hands. I mean, put it on your doorpost. If you ever go to an observant Jew's household, you know, they've got a scroll in a little box that's usually nailed to the front door of their house, which has this passage from Deuteronomy in it to remind them that the Lord, their God, is the Lord alone, and this is the only God that they should worship. Because we forget, and we worship other things. And the only one who we should be worshiping, as Martin Luther reminds us, is that which has ultimate power, the power to give life. And isn't it interesting how many other things we worship that don't give us life. Just, you need to know what you worship. You just need to pay attention to how you spend your time. How many hours are you spending on certain things, doing different things? What things take you away from what is important because they seem to be urgent Or what things are we doing that we're trying to try and get us away from life and engaging with life? You know, that Netflix binge that you need, that Black Friday shopping therapy that maybe you did a couple of days ago to take you away and out of the concerns of the day when God may invite us into attending to those things that are important And to be reminded of who gives life. It is the Lord, our God, alone. And so, I really, as I was thinking about these commandments, I was really struck by the idea, the vision of what would happen if Christians around the world took seriously this old-style commandment about honoring the Sabbath. You know, people bemoan, or bemoan, or they don't bemoan, they sort of yearn for that olden time, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, maybe 80 years ago, when we had blue laws, right? You didn't do anything on Sunday because there was nothing to do except for go to church because all the stores were closed and all of this. And so people found all kinds of other things to do. Now, maybe they weren't honoring God with the Sabbath. And that doesn't mean that you just sit and, you know, quiet piety and read your Bible and, and pray and, you know, figure out how much more money you can give to the church. That's not what the Sabbath day necessarily was for, but, but it was a day to step back and to take account of what is important. Because God knows that if what we're doing is working all the time and we're just spinning that wheel, that we will forget what is important. And so God said, take a full stop. And this was a pretty radical thing at the time because for people at the time... You know, calendars were around, but there wasn't time off. I mean, there were festival days, and there were this and there, that, if, if you were a person who could afford to do the festival days. 
Because if you, if you were a laborer, if you were a slave, you had to prepare all this stuff for those who were, who were doing the festival days. And so every day was, it was a, almost a tyranny of the days. Oh, does that sound like something that happened recently? Boy, when the pandemic hit, people were talking about, man, this feels like Groundhog Day. Every day just seems like the same over and over and over and over. And for ancient people, that's a lot of how it was. And so the God of the Hebrews, Yahweh, says, no, 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 no. There's a rhythm to this. And when we don't honor the rhythm, you really aren't honoring me. And if you're not honoring me, you're worshiping other gods. And if you worship other gods, it doesn't lead to life. It doesn't lead to a human flourishing that I so desire. And so these commandments are for that, or for a flourishing of human life. And so when it talks about making a graven image, again, that is going against the gods of the time, whereas for ancient peoples, you know, they had their altars and they had their carvings of their gods and who they were and they, they did all these things and God said, don't make an image of me. Don't worship me like you worship these other gods because I am the Lord your God and I am the Lord alone. I am different than those gods. I am higher than those gods. And so God says then, and don't use my name, as we would say, in vain. One writer talked about it this way. When we speak of God, whether through words or lifestyle, we are to fully honor and respect who God is. And this goes back again, honoring God with our lifestyle, back to the Sabbath, which is a rhythm of work and rest. And I love this phrase, we're called to rest from our works. From feeling like we always have to prove ourselves and live up to some standard. Because I don't know about you, I spend a lot of time thinking about my works. What I'm trying to live up to, what I'm trying to prove to somebody or to someone or to somebody else. And I need that reminder that I was created in the image of God. And then when I clear space and worship God alone, I find my purpose again. I find that I was created to be holy and set apart for God's use here in the world And so we need those constant reminders. We need that rhythm of work and rest and worship. And so I'm inviting you as you consider these first five commandments to think about the reminders that you need. When is it that you need to use the clock to remind you to give honor to God, to remind you of who God says that you are? that you might live into the person that God has called you to be, to live into loving our neighbor so that our communities might flourish because we easily forget. 
may we come more and more to love the Lord our God with our whole heart, our mind, and our strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. Amen.